What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Carbonite Bounty BS with me and the nerds here. How's everybody doing? Fantastic. Hey, Internet. (laughs) What's up? Looks like we have another Ken nickname, so that's a lovely thing to start the the stream off. I'm keeping that. That one's been on there for a couple weeks. I I like it. Classic Andor from Kenari. Yeah, we, we can roll with that. Definitely, definitely fun. But uh, yeah, guys, another action-packed episode. But uh, before we get into today's breakdown, let's let DP let you guys know where to find us at. Action-packed, huh? Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's find action. Harsh. All Harsh. right. So nerdcyclopedia.com, people, make sure that you are checking our website where you will see your favorite social media outlets that you can follow us on on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and coming soon, TikTok. We will be jumping up and down doing boys, yeah. you know, favorite songs and dances and everything, whatever. Anyway, um, but yeah, we'll be coming there soon. Um, <laughs> make sure that you're going to our um podcast podcast on your phone or iHeartRadio, tune in, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. If you are watching us right now on YouTube and also on Facebook, make sure you're hitting that subscribe button and also hitting that notification button. So anytime that we're on, you know that we're on. Um, follow us on Nerds. As, um, I'm sorry. Follow us on the Facebook group at Carbonite Bounty BS, the Star Wars group. And also give us some feedback. Nerds at NerdsHackerPeter.com. Cool, cool, man. And appreciate it as always. But uh, yeah, you know, it seems like uh, DP has already started his kind of... Um, Reaction to today's episode, but, uh, you know, I'll start it off this week again, and I'll make it short and sweet. Uh, I will say this in this one couple things. Uh, for this being what I call a filler episode, um, this had the most kind of joy to me for a Star Wars story because, you know what, this is the first filler episode of Star Wars I wasn't bored. Uh, I paid attention to it. There is still a lot of detail to it, a lot of development. Um, there is a couple points actually frozen, I believe. Um, saw more of this stuff in... Um, in his, uh, his store, I believe, was looking at Holocron. So a couple things I froze and just wanted to pay attention to. But, uh, yeah, for a setup, and then, as I said, it looks like we're leading towards that heist as the maybe end all of the season. But uh, I really enjoyed it. It kept me entertained. Uh, not too much, not too much action, but still more development, and more development that didn't bore me. So, yeah, I mean, that was my initial reaction. But we'll go to you, DP. It seems like you might have some other ideas. Oh, man, I mean, I was, that was just, a, you know, a mocking thing. It, it wasn't a lot of, like, physical action going on. You know, we got, like, a glimpse of the TIE fighter and everything. One thing about TIE fighters, okay, so we see them normally in, like, you know, the Star Wars movies. Okay, ooh, that's a TIE fighter. Yeah, okay. Um, fun thing, you know, uh, you know, flying all around, sweet-looking, you know, shipping stuff. Here we get the perspective from the 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 the, the um, you know people on the ground and everything the rebels you know this big type type fighters them are gargantuan like okay well we need to hide from these things you know in order for the, from that for them not to um you know uh, to to get them and everything you know so it was great to see um that perspective you know just coming from like the little man's perspective and everything. Overall, the episode was just great. Um, I mean, I set it off offline in our text chain and everything. When I watch these Andor episodes, <clears throat> I don't want them to end after 40 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tie fighters are terrifying from the ground. <laughs> they definitely are. Um, yeah, when I watch when I watch Andor, I, I don't want it to end. I mean, I, I see how 
it seems like these are going in arcs and stuff, you know, and I yeah. think I might have read something about that uh, with with these first 12 episodes. And it feels like the middle of a movie, you know, the, the at least this arc from four from episodes four now to five. We get a little bit more in depth with like the characters. I'm caring a lot more about like the, you know, different care, you know, characters like, you know, um, it seemed like they jumped from one cast to the next in this, you know. Um, so we get like a whole different cast for like episodes four or five and, you know, possibly, you know, six and everything, um, seeing Cyril, seeing his, you know, his dynamic, you know, relationship with his mom and stuff. Um, it was a great episode to me, uh, regardless of like the, the action or whatever, or, or, or lack thereof and everything like, um, T Mitch saying it was very, very captivating from everything from, you know, uh, my Mothma stuff all the way up until, you know, the end there. How about you, Itch? Wow. <clears throat> you know, I think I agree with so much of what you're saying, DP. And for me, this is one of those episodes that proves that they've done this right. You can't pull something off like this if you haven't set up the stakes correctly. And this is an episode that lives in tension. It, it extends the tension by giving us more depth into these characters. And you know what it does? It shows us it doesn't tell us. They're not telling us that this guy you know, was, is the, the Star Wars equivalent of a poli-sci major that didn't move on. You know, they, they don't, they didn't tell us that they showed us his treatise and he's talking about how this navigator is this true navigator that can take you anywhere in the stars. And this, you know, philosophical treatise that I'm writing is exactly the same thing, which is exactly what a guy that was like that would say. And I know a lot of guys like that. Trust me on that. Uh, I was in danger of becoming one. So, and to be seen like that by Star Wars is a new thing, by the way, to be seen as a poli-sci person, right? That like, like <laughs> be interested in what that, what that stuff actually says. Like I would actually read that. thing. <laughs> that's what, that's what makes me feel specifically nerdy. Uh, but they stretch the tension out. They give us depth of each character. Be, and that's like almost the way, you know, they, their currency with each other is that character depth. And so they really, they really develop it. And, and I think that's, that's a real credit to how they've set everything up and how these characters are. And you're right, DP. You know, as far as you know, these characters aren't going to stick around, and so the stakes for all of them are so high and so tense. We know, even Andor, even Cassian Andor has an expiration date of five years. That's it. That's what we're going to get. It's already decided. So anything can happen in this heist, right? Anything can happen. There's so, such a small amount of plot armor here, um, and all these characters are unique. I really great. I really think it's great that this is a, such a unique show in the Star Wars universe. It sounds unique. It has a unique feel. You know, those scenes with Cyril and his mother, and his mother is such a great character in the Star Wars universe because Coruscant should have this, you know, urban kind of, yeah. you know, patronage kind of underbelly that everybody has because they're sort of, you know, it's very clannish. It's very like a, almost like a postmodern, super hyper corporate dystopia down there yeah. and just like we were saying in the chat and i'll claim it for myself here we're all star wars junkies now <clears throat> we all at the yeah. end of this episode yelling don't get in my vein where's the next one and i know for for a fact uh that i'm very excited for the next episode right like if they put it out right now i'd probably stay up and watch it oh, yeah. uh so you know well done everybody and uh I i'm so excited to see if they can pay off all of this tension and build up with uh, a Star Wars heist that's worthy of Star Wars heist. Yeah. 
What about you, Mr. Cassian? Yeah, and I, you know, the the first couple episodes, I was sort of like, you know, I was looking for that big, <laughs> big bang, right? I want to see the action. I want to see oh fights. I want to see a battle. Okay, so this episode didn't have really much going on, but we did get the what the way I look at it, and I watched it a couple times. This is how the rebellions built, and you're learning about these these characters that you're learning about their backgrounds and what's driving them, what what's driving Clem, what's what's driving you know the guy. And I forgot, I was trying to remember his name, but he's he, he was he, his his brother was murdered basically by the Empire. You know, he's the point. He's the point of the episode. Yes, but the wood remembers. So he, he, the Empire cut down and destroyed his brother's entire farm, and that really drove it home what his ambition was here. I guess we'll learn about the other the other characters and what they're, you know, what's driving them. But these the the, the rebellion started with small pieces and these very small little acts of of rebellion that needed to happen and how this happened and that's why it's real it's so gritty i mean it's so you know they're built they're 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 fixing technology to keep to make it work they don't have any funds they don't have any any backup um like the empire does and even the empire is a little bit loosey-goosey i mean these guys are just figuring this out as they go they're given these yeah they're given these yeah. territories and here guard this garrison they don't know what the hell's going on they don't know why but they they have they have a they have a system they have protocol and they just follow it blindly no one's really overseeing them right and i gotta give a shout out to mon mothma's ride like her car is yeah. fly i'm talking like that space maybach middle fly space maybach. <laughs> lucas would have loved this this car yeah. like this is exactly up his alley and i think either he had a hand in it or i think he saw this thing and he's like man that's I, I expect oh. one of you guys with that toy sometime later this year. Now, if, next if, year. It, if I see a diecast like a Matchbox diecast of Mon Mothma's limousine, I'm buying it. I mean, it could be thirty dollars, whatever. But I like the way it it actually blends into the background, like you yes. can't see it. It's sort of like it's a ghost. Um, so many little things. And after this episode, we, I told you guys in the chat, I watched Rogue One because I needed more. I just needed more of cassian i needed more of that and right off the bat that opening scene in rogue one he he wastes someone just just because because he had to get something done just like he killed those two cops in the in the beginning of uh this this series so he's 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 ambitious and he will do what he needs to do to get himself safe so he's i would pay money to have this guy on my team like for real yeah, just like how um you know Starsgar, Starsgar, because you know his character did, <laughs> because he knows he knows you know Cassian's the one. I mean Cassian will, you know he will get it done. The good the good thing about this series is just like how lived and how you know as Ken was talking about gritty, <laughs> how how yeah. lived and gritty you know like the whole setup is and everything. Um, the relationships that you know that, that we're having with the characters and everything. I mean, the 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 dynamic between Cyril and his mom just reminded me. It's 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 it reminded me of you know some of my family members and everything. Just how they are real kind of you could be condescending to a degree, mm -hmm. and how um, but real they keep it real. real. Yeah, yeah, and, and how Cyril just reacts and stuff. Okay, um, 
And it sort of like puts a theme between mother. I mean, I'm sorry, you know, a mother and their sibling. I mean, I'm sorry, and their, 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 their um, a mother and their daughter or son or whatever. So we see that between, you know, Cyril and his mom. And then we also see it in the scene with Mon Martha and her daughter. You know, mm-hmm. how that this connection of them being so far apart, you know, um, brings along this dynamic of like, you know, um, what I'm going to say, sarcasm of, um, of, of, of not so much hate, but just sort of like, you know, just, just a way about, you know, the child who really thinks that their parent is in a certain type of way, you know, um, going to Mon Mothma, you know, Mon Mothma, my mama. I always get that's just crazy. And um, her daughter, um, we see that disconnect because she's she's really never there. You know, she she know the the daughter call her on her stuff. You know, you just want to show, you know, you just want to show off and everything. And my mothma, we never seen her in this type of, you know, in a setting because she's always like, you know, the authority to like, you know, to the point, you know, in the Mm -hmm. last movies that we've seen her in. So that's good. So I hope we see how that happens, because in Rogue One, where we basically see her for the first time, there's no family. Right. Like she's alone. We don't, there's no daughter. There's no husband. Well, I think, yeah, I think DP and, uh, and even you uh, can make a good point about Mon Mothma because as Hitz alludes to, this is the payoff that really she, the sacrifice she has to make, mm-hmm. right? She's really the the funder of this rebellion. Mm-hmm. Her husband's already on to her about the funds. Um you know, asking what's this charity? What are we funding? She's in, in as a person, you know, as a female leader, right? Of the, as a member of the Senate, she's making the sacrifice to sacrifice her own daughter, the relationship with her for freedom of the galaxy. I mean, her daughter says it. You're never around. You're trying to treat me as a dog and pony show. She has to do that as a senator, right? So she has this big front on that she's willing. I mean, this is in, in Hitch lose this in current day. She's willing to put her family, her husband and her daughter on the line for this payoff, right? We see it and as the episode goes on, we see the we see the stress of Luthen, right? We see the stress and the stakes. All these people, this the stakes of this, right? Test right. This is the beginning of something. It's it's kind of scary because you see it in, in current day, right? But you see uprising. Yes, right. Like this like today. 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 Look, you can just look at the info on the broadcast and Google it if you want to know. We're not going to go into that. Yeah. It's crazy that, you know, for an uprising like this to see the stakes that people are willing to sacrifice their own family for for the greater good. I mean, man, this show is really powerful. I'll say that. This is this is taking a different spin. It's you know super I mean? deep. Um, Hitch, uh, and, I, and I think you can better explain to me a key line or, or just a key speech that that Kaser was talking to Cassor about, you know, about ideas and about, you know, what he feels like the rebellion, you know, rebellion is doing and everything. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to you because right. it, it was so this, it was just super deep to me. So this guy is talking about, you know, what do we give up for security? And I think that that is that is one of the big questions in political economy, and it's one of the big questions that we see in uh, in Star Wars, specifically the prequel trilogy. That's a huge theme. You know, are we safe? Are we not? And then, what power will we give the state to secure us? Uh, what's posited here is it's too much, and at a certain point, you lose um, a piece of your own ability to exercise your free will because the power of the state becomes such that you cannot resist it. And when that happens, you are no longer exercising 
you know, uh, you're no longer exercising your ability to decide your decisions are being made for you. Uh, and so I think that's kind of what he's getting to. We had this technology and it was great, right? Mm -hmm. We had something that was great. The Republic, I think is what he means, but you know, we, we know that's not really <laughs> the Republic right. wasn't here. So, <laughs> so he's talking about the Republic. We had this thing. It was great. We could fix it. We could have fixed it and we gave it away for this, you know, on the rails, Imperial stuff. So things could be easy. But because it's easy, we can only go certain places. Uh, if you want to think about parallels in um, our world, let's talk about what's happened to the internet over the last 25 years. Now there's seven websites. We're on a couple of them now. <laughs> so it's not a complete monopoly, right? But, but that's kind of what's happened is things have, have sort of winnowed down. There's less freedom. There's less choice. And at a certain point, if we were to continue to twist that dial, you know, spinal tap wise to 11, we would reach a point of, you know, uh, totalitarianism where there would be no room for you to exercise will. Um, the Sith would posit if the Emperor knows what you're supposed to be doing anyway, why should he have to explain it to you, you moron? <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I think that that's probably the crux of this argument is that, you know, we as beings can only be alive if we're able to exercise. Our agency is the word I never earlier that I couldn't find. And if we cannot exercise our agency, we may as well be as good as dead. So I rebel, right? And yeah. I think I think teammates, you're absolutely right about this being a very powerful episode. This is this a great, great line. Everybody has their own rebellion. Mm -hmm. Such a powerful, powerful line. Um, and we live in a time of of unrest right now so this is so pressure because the there are many places where governments have been destabilized by the changes wrought in the world economy by the covid19 pandemic um by the conflict in ukraine and what that's doing to food supplies and energy supplies across the world uh and and by well climate change and what it's doing to um the world wildfires and tsunamis and monsoons and so this is a time of unrest. And this Star Wars speaks to this time in a way that I don't think, you know, other Star Wars have been capable of because we are around a historical bend. <laughs> We've sort of rounded a bend where you couldn't see where, where we are today from five years ago. Well, I think once you force people to against a wall, like, mm -hmm. like you're saying, I mean, once you take a, a civilization, I mean, once you take whatever that, you know, a people and just, or push them up against the wall and take everything away that they have. Mm. Something has to break. It's sort of the event horizon of the of 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 gravity. It's sort of like you're right. What's going to happen? What what's going to be next? Something small, because it has to come back. So something small has to happen. And I think that's what I find so interesting about this is it's not a big plan. It's mm. it's not a it's not like. Like that, um, what what's what's the woman's name? The uh, Imperial Naval Officer that's like getting Deidre. Deidre, she has it. She figured it's, it out. No, yeah, yeah. She knows yeah. that it's not it's not like this big thing. It's like this and this randomness. This mm. and this. It's not and random, right? That's an interesting. Not that's an interesting random. point. And they're gonna figure it out. They're sort of like what I got the vibe of. Like they were sort of the Mulder Scully of the whole thing like they're gonna figure this out you know this is like the imperial x-files they want to wash it under the rug 
But they're no, like, I, no, but, no, no. Ken, Ken, it goes back to what Cassian was saying that first episode, that they're so fat, so arrogant, so ignorant and everything, yes. that yes. they'll let anybody just come in and, you know, this is what we're seeing in real time. They're, we're not being um, handheld by exposition and everything. We're mm -hmm. seeing, like, their, um, their, their arrogance and everything in real time. And what Deidre is seeing... Deidre is seeing and everything is the randomness of things actually happen, little blips on the map and everything. Yep. Well, those are not supposed to be there. Those are too random. You know, everybody's saying, yeah, right. You know, why are you worrying about any of that stuff and everything? No, this is something that's going on. And she just has this feeling, you know, this, this, this thing about her. So that's what makes it just so great about, you know, her character. I'm loving her character. Yeah. So she's great. Yeah. have you guys ever heard of something called the law of diminishing returns? <clears throat> I've heard something yeah. about it. Yeah. So basically, the more you invest into a, into something, the less return you get from it. Uh, it what what I'm, what I'm trying to say here uh, is that the Empire has really reached a point where they've gotten that from all this additional surveillance and everything. And even to the point where there's so little competition to them that, loot, that getting robbed, fixing that, going and investigating and finding out who robbed them, getting the stuff back, and punishing that person is no longer a profitable right. exchange for the empire. It right. is not worth the energy to even go after that because there's nobody to challenge them. <clears throat> so, and, and, and look again, this is coming to you live from uh, October of 2022. And we have learned in this very year, a very object lesson in what that sort of complacent mindset can do to hollow out a military from the inside out, a security apparatus. We have watched in real time as the, you know, the Russian military has essentially collapsed around their soldiers like, you know, like a, one of those wacky racist cars or something. You know what I mean? Where they're just like, and like it's all just kind of falling apart because they weren't even moving the trucks around. So all the tires were blown out. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. this is the sort of thing that's starting to happen with the Empire because, you know, we've talked about it all the way up until Rogue One. What a series, a sequence of 15, 18 years of unbroken W's. W. W, 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 and and we're right in the midst of this. And what happens when you win a bunch? You get complacent. Get it's yeah. what happens. Right, it's the natural order of things. It's called mathematics. You know, mm -hmm. if you think of you know things in like you know I guess ones and zeros. If you're a computer and everything, <laughs> things eventually have to to come to a certain point. Um, and they they cycle right back around and everything. You know, this has all happened before. You know, um, in like different histories, and the genius thing about like George Lucas is that the 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 um the the original trilogy was a, a good and evil type of you know battle and everything. Mm -hmm. Every other writer seems to me, as far as like you know his um you know prequel stuff to you know all the way up to right now, has broken this down. Especially like the the um, means of the Empire and everything. Everything you know goes back to the Empire and. It's um deconstruction. The deconstruction of the empire is like fascinating how it and and what we're seeing with Andor is how everything is like you know bubbling up with like the rebels and stuff and um it and how that just trick it's gonna eventually go into like the 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 um the, the plans for the Death Star and everything. And that's just like fascinating to see the through line between this and what we're eventually gonna see after Rogue One. And and did you see the serial that yeah meeting and when he picked it up oh yeah, yeah 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 i mean i don't know at first it was like oh, okay those are like sugar pebbles or something right no no there's a, that's a little like cocoa it looks like some sort of cocoa yeah, puff twix like yeah. love child right that's yeah. what it looked like yeah. to me and, and it was like a kind of death star 
to me. You know, like he was like looking at. I don't know. That's where I go with stuff. I'm like, there's a, there's a. Yeah. I love those scenes, man. That mother is so hilarious. She's just so funny. What what have yeah. you failed at now? Do you have any problems? Like, it's just like so and, awful. And when she's well, talking, that's like, you know, that's your 80s mother. That's like how we grew up on, right? Right. They, they beat you down mentally. You know, I'm not talking. I'm not going to. My mother needs to not read anything. And I'm just about. I <laughs> because yeah. she, my mother has mm. told me that, you know, I might as well have just said, I'm, I'm here to disappoint you now. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit. Like. Whose parent hasn't like inferred that to their yeah, right. their their son or daughter at some point? Like, yeah, you might as well have come into this room and told me you were going to disappoint me today. Yeah, I mean that's just the thing, and the way she laid it out and his expression. I'm sure that you know he's going to tell me just the same, huh? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, right. he he heard it all before, you know. Right. What, what 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 parents usually always tell their children, they're just keep regurgitating and you know spitting right. it back out and everything over and over and again, over and over again. Yeah, mom. Yeah, mom. And it's fun, it's funny to see something like that in this type of show, you know, uh-huh. it's a Star Wars show and everything. We're just supposed to be plot, plot, plot. You know, we're not supposed to get like super in depth character development. What? No. Oh come on! Economic, economic differentiation. His uncle and, and aunt had that sort of sort of vibe a little bit, mm-hmm. and, and you know there was that. You know they they knew that he wanted to do something else. They wanted to keep him here. They were just trying to protect him. They couldn't really tell him what the what the bigger story was. So you sort of had that they were doing the best they could. They were just yeah. doing the best they could to make sure Luke stayed out of trouble. Right, and what and, happened? And you said two interesting points, and there were two interesting kind of Easter eggs that I came up with. So the first part was the Deidre stuff when she's looking at this. That has Han Solo written all over it. I mean, think mm-hmm. about it. This is our first, you know, he's on Jakku, right? Mm-hmm. So either we're going to see Han Solo and Chewie, which also then we know that Hondo was involved. Hondo. Um, oh, no. That would be very happy. You know, because at some point, I mean, the, yeah, the Millennium Falcon was stolen how many times from him, right? He had to literally steal it back. And it was stolen finally again in the sequel trilogy. So this, the fact that we see Jakku now before we even hear about it, you know, another 15, 20 years from now for the first time ever. And then you hear these other planets and how they're stealing little things. So you already have the kind of hands and Han Solo and Chewie in there. Um, and then the second part of it was, as we're talking about his mother, this to me smells like, rebellion all over because these are underling people on Coruscant, right? And Coruscant is now split, right? Because we talk about these are the urban people. And then Mm -hmm. we go back to what Ahsoka said. Well, people under the sky think Jedis aren't really defenders, right? So now we know that the Jedi basically are dead. This is all out here, right? They knew that something happened to Jedi Temple. The Jedi are no longer around. There's no police, but there's this new power. So I think there's that kind of like, well, who were the Jedi good? Were the Jedi bad? Do we like the new thing? So these interesting underlying stories that are starting to like bubble up, you know, it's kind of like a stew, right? Water starting to boil. And I, I'm really liking how they, how, how they lay this out like this. And like you said, the payoff is going to be ultra cool. I mean, we know the overall ending, but the payoff leading up to this even heist and, and the stakes, yeah. it, it really keeps me like, really, I mean, I want another episode right now. It's just, just, just the description of this transport right. system that they're using that they have to use. And, and that scene where we saw the payoff, we saw the goal, right? We saw all the money, all the credits, Yeah. Mm-hmm. how they're going to get all that onto this transport. And it's all so tricky. The weight has to be right. The timing has to be right. 
I mean, I'm telling you, the scene where we see this whole this whole thing happen is is going to be is it's going to be cool. I mean, it's going to be great. That, that has to be next episode, right? You know, I, they it better be, man. We're close. I'm okay yeah, with one be. of these because we I've did they introduced this this little you know gang, this little you know, group. and they're there. They're there, there. They're ready. They're fully formed. They're three dimensional, and they showed us that, right? And I think that it's nice that they showed us. They didn't do very much telling. They did mostly showing. You know, we get an idea of what are these people's deficiencies. What are the things that are likely to go wrong? We see the Imperials. We get everybody's motivation, and now we're ready to move. And I think I'm ready to see, you know, the heist where we know only one person survives this. So, or, or we know at least one person survives this, but that's pretty much all we know, right? Yeah. And, and and because this is Star Wars, they could survive it in a very, very damaged state and be like, fine, by yeah. episode seven. So yeah. almost like anything could happen. And, you know, just like, it's like Solo's heist, except better because there's only one person that we know is going to be scooping. Mm. Scoop. Right. And yeah. their job is just like fly the thing. I mean, we won't even be doing most of the loading. That's all this. That's the tense part where you get knocked, knocked down, right? What's um Lieutenant Gorn's deal? You know, he's 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 pretty interested in everything. So yeah, what's his backstory? Yeah, I, I at the end there, what are we supposed to intuit that he's part of like you know the um like like an insider for like the uh, like a spy or something like the the oh, rebels? He's so. He has to, he's he has to open yeah. up all the gates. Yeah. He has to make yeah. sure they know where the you know where the patrols are going. And his I say what's his backstory? We know what it is. His is the most like I don't know. I a woman, he lost his woman. Like that that to me is very transparent. Plus a gladiator. I mean, there's a lot. I can I can probably do more than one, but I'll say that's effectively gladiator right there. Yeah, and, and the three hundred too. There was a woman involved there, so I guess that, that I mean that would definitely drive you. But imagine the, the sacrifice and just. Well, the you mentioned, I guess the Iliad <laughs> would probably be on that list like, if we're going to start from the beginning, right? So yeah, I mean, there's a few. I believe a story. I believe a story about a girl. What can I say? Right, I believe it. But he, then, it better be some woman because, I mean, he's he's really putting himself out there. By being this mole, because the empire doesn't mess around with with traitors. Yeah, and that goes with everybody, everybody has a rebellion. So basically, I mean, that's just basically saying everyone has a motivation. Everybody has a reason. Even Cassian has a reason. You know, money. You know, whatever, whatever Cassian's reason is, he still has a reason. You know. Yeah, and that's um, the thing. We don't know what his his, yeah. his thing is yet. His, his yeah. thing is and everything. But you was talking about Arville earlier and his brother. So we're we're seeing like this is his reason and stuff. So everybody, the oh man, the great thing about the character that this is a character development. They're making us just feel for these characters because we know they're about to be wiped off the board somehow, you know. So by the time the heist happens and everything, the sacrifices. I mean, are we just going to see Rogue One every three episodes? <laughs> right. Oh, I hope well, I mean, so. yeah, we kind of have Cassian's motivation, right? I mean, he's a he's a thief right now that's really on a money mission. He needs credits to get out of the sec the sector, right, and to to do whatever he's thinking next. And the really payoff for Luthen is he sees, you know, your, um, your, your general, he sees this kid, this guy as the leader of this rebellion, because he's so brash. He's a thief. He's been inside, you know, he's literally been inside the empire. So I think Luthen puts it in it. And they, she's asked him that, like, why do we trust this kid? Why would you, he's putting all his chips on the table for one person. I mean, he's, yeah. 
invested this guy essentially, right? With the whole, you know, I'm buying this piece of Empire tech from you. He really didn't want to buy it from him. So, he just wanted to see if the kid had it, right? So do so, you think it was enough that this the, the on Canari, the leader was was killed by a Imperial um, you know, uh, soldier. Do you think that was enough to turn Cassian into this amazing? No, fighter? I don't think he's. I don't think he's there yet. I just think he's like you said. He's kind of like a mercenary almost. He's paid to be here to put this mission on. Like and when he, yeah, right. And now he's understanding, as we said, people's stakes, everybody's motivation. And as a kid, it never clicked, right? Because he said he's been fighting this war, but he didn't really know why. He's been fighting out of anger. Yeah. Now, instead of anger, he's getting the understanding of why all these people are rising up. So he's why? getting a, he's getting yeah, a thought right? process. Because, you know, he's, he's like the stubborn child, right? He's like, well, why would you run in there? Why would you do this to rebellion? Why would you do this to the Empire? And they're like, well, because they're not doing it. They're not right. They're not good. And we understand that this is a suicide mission. They said a minute, million times, but we're willing to do this for the greater good. And I think that's starting to click because, you know, he's never understood why. Yeah. He's kind of been like the kind of sly, like like we said, kind of James Bondish, uh, you know, Metal Gear Solidish kind of solid snake character, like in the shadows to where they're like, we don't necessarily have to operate in the shadows, but we have to kind of tactically find ways to hurt them. So I think he's that linchpin to really push forward and be that, you know, that general, that um, kind of Poe Dameron as, as he was groomed to be a general as well. I like the fact that Luthen is... Um... I like the fact that he's nervous. I'm not, I like the fact yeah. that he's not being like, you know, just overconfident. Well, this is my guy. You know, I just know I had this feeling and everything. I is the, the, the force is telling me to, you know, that this, the, no, he's like, um, 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 the, the, you know, his, um, the, the, the lady or whatever we're saying, I never like yeah. nervous and everything, you know, yeah. I don't see like, you know, jittery and all that stuff. So we're seeing him like have some sort of like, doubts you know in, in a way and everything but he still has to have this faith because he chose you know um um cassie to go in there and just do it and everything so i mean I, i'm i'm just like in the well-roundedness yeah. of you know luthan as a character in, in that aspect yeah. yeah he's got a lot to lose yeah. yeah because he has he has stature i mean he has a place in this this empire i mean as a collector as someone that has he's a he's a purveyor of art and you know people with money like the empire and i think mon mothma's husband i have a feeling like he's going to be more of an imperial sim you know he's going to be a maybe part of her downfall in a way and i think that's why she has to like slice herself off from her family because right. he's going to be instrumental in some way that uh, she needs to like cut off all ties but Luthen has a ton to lose in this whole thing. Like if this doesn't go down, he's finished because ultimately it's all going to come back to him somehow. This well, yeah, whole he, deal. He's kind of said it right because think about it now. They understand if this doesn't pay off, if he was in a ship that was off. So they're already like zeroing in. They know that there was a ship that was unregistered. Mm -hmm. So right now they're starting to turn the screws. So mm -hmm. he's like, this has to pay off because that will deflect this investigation on yep. this ship that went to this planet to what the hell happened at the fa at the facility and how was it heisted. So yeah, you're right. It's He's kind of at that tipping point to where if this doesn't go off, they're zeroing in on him as a person. Yep. Um, and, and then his I have like- thing is yeah. done. His whole little whole, museum whole and everything. <laughs> Who will Deidre convince so she can, you know, do her full-on investigation of all this? 
Like, you know, right now it's like nobody's listening to her except, you know, her, 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 her other guy and everything, you know, who will actually listen to Deidre um, to, to, for, so, so, so she can, you know, um, do a lot of investigation. What about the ex-cop? Because something's going to come back with him. He's got a vendetta. He has to find somebody in the empire that's going to like listen to him. And if he has some way to, you know, we still don't know who this uncle uh, Hoover is. We still don't know what that new job is that this kid's going to get. So there could be some tie in there. You know, I want to point out that this whole heist thing is very revolutionary. Yes. Joe Stalin got his start in the Caucasus and the Donbass rubbing robbing payrolls he would they, they would go in and rob the payroll and then the government would have to come up with another one or no one would get paid and guess guess who they would blame uh the government whose job it is to safeguard the payroll uh, and i don't know if you guys know this revolutionary uh wars are expensive you need to have money to, to fund you know weapons purchases and logistics and secrecy costs money by the way it costs money to forge things and you know uh, infrastructure you have to have roads to drive tanks on i mean you have to well, you need your star strike bases. You know, you have to pay for your X wings. You have to pay for your photon. Free. They don't. They don't really do that. It, it was kind of oh. funny the the one guy about the hotel and everything. He was like, "Well, I know you're not going to pay me such and such and such and such." You know, that's you know, that's not what I'm talking about or whatever. Um, you know, I just you want the about? title. Yeah. Right. 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 I was. I thought that was pretty interesting. Go ahead, so Hitch. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, it's all good. Uh, but basically, this this robbery that will fund all of those things that the rebellion is going to need will make them much more powerful. And this financing that we're seeing from Mon Mothma is seed money in order to finance this heist, which this quarterly payroll, which has got to be, you know, I mean, it has to be like a billion dollars in our money. I mean, you have to assume it's some sort of insane amount of money like that. I mean, we've seen just from the drawdowns in the U.S. defense that they've been sending to Ukraine how much that buys. And if you think about that being applied logistically to, you know, a new plot to overthrow the emperor, I mean, that's a pretty big blip in the radar. And my assumption is that after this heist, these guys are going to be looking at this stuff a lot more closely. And the people that were blasé about it are not going to have a very fun time. Uh, I would imagine it'll start getting the attention of maybe somebody in the imperial bureaucracy that has some actual power to get things done. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe somebody that gets sent after pet problems that the emperor has that the emperor would like to simply make go away. Maybe somebody who, since we were talking about a car, that was really nice. That would be classic. Maybe somebody who, as we have all discussed and all seen, has a certain affinity for really nice speeders. Perhaps that very that that speeder aficionado will comment on somebody's nice speeder who like water yeah <laughs> maybe maybe jar jar banks will show up in the next episode they'll be like instead of a heist this and he'll just step in <coughs> and, go, and then fall down a hill for 45 minutes maybe, maybe that's what we'll get instead who knows it could yeah. be anything, right but probably yeah, it'll be yeah. He, he exists in this universe that is which is just yeah. vexing it's vexing yeah. that we don't know what happened to him but you know here's my here's my unsettling question about this show and it's something i've noticed and it's something that uh, is is very different than what I'm familiar with with the Star Wars universe. Where are the non-humans? Where are they? They're not. Yeah. They're not anywhere. They're not on course. Did, did did you bring that up last week? I probably did, but okay. it's now more like they're talking about mm-hmm. 
you know, being on different planets and stuff. And it's just human, 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 human. And we're getting a, a good, you know, a better representative well, slice you know, of maybe, the maybe the empire really hasn't stuck it to the alien right. culture yet. Right. I think the humans are the ones that the empire is really like slap in the face. I mean, they're really, they're subjugating them. They're, they're taking yeah. away their, 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 their finances. They're, they're making their living harder. I think that's, yeah. that's what's happening. I mean, yeah, okay. That, that's a easy, I mean, that's a really quick, easy description. I mean, if you think about it, if the emperor's right, the leader, the four is leader of the Sith, right? So he knows the easiest people to manipulate would be the human race. Yeah. Um, and with this being the beginning of the empire, as we said, we probably don't, as we see, they don't really care about taking over the galaxy per se. They have these people in position to kind of manage sectors. So I think we'll see them as we see the alien race in the empire at a later point, but it's one of those things that they may be tackling and make it, it's an easy cop out. They're tackling the human planets first before they start to get to these alien planets. who might not use credits as a currency. who might use their, you know, resources, oils, you know, spice, things of that, the spice mines, things of that nature. So, I mean, I guess that's an easy way to write it for now, but I do agree. I would like to see other races other than just humans. Yeah. Like other species. I mean, you're not going to see them really come into play until we get into the big, the bigger battle, because now the empire has to spread its reach out and go to other Mon Mon Calamari. Like, okay, now we need to get a base on this planet now so we can continue our battle right now it's very look i don't want to say low key but it's real it's real easy right now destroy the humanoids i mean we already know that they're they're very easy to manipulate they're very emotional um and i think that's a that's just where they're starting but it's a good point and from a special effects standpoint maybe it's a maybe it's an easier thing for them to deal with on this level too because you don't have to worry about a whole bunch of like costumes and special effects you can just deal with you know um you know uh you know wardrobe you know to dress up the the humans it's it's a good way to ground it i mean although we did see like you know um nine humans like i think we were talking about this last week you know in um in um what was where did kate where's cassian come from Um, all right all right not Canari, but where was he at? Um, in in the beginning of the show when he killed those, you know, two guards and everything. What, what was that? Oh, that was a that was not. It was a um, outpost like, of some sort. Yeah. What was the yeah. planet? Whatever um, planet he's on with his um um you know uh, old girlfriend or whatever, you know that planet. We seen like you know that that's that that um in the bar, in the yeah. bar there were some yeah, right alien there, and yeah. there aren't any droids either. Right, right. I think Hitch was saying non-speaking, you know, uh, aliens or whatever. We're not seeing like any speaking aliens, you know, in this. Um, And I think, you know, um, T. Mitch was talking last week. That's where the the meeting, whatever meeting that Mom Mothman is going to, that's where we may actually see like, you know, um, multi-facet, you know, multi, you know, um, beings and everything, you know, um, in, in that. So um, in order to, even though this all grounded, we're used to seeing humans and everything, in order to make a Star Wars authentic, I, I think you have to, yeah. at some point, introduce that. Because that's not, it's, it's not Star Wars if, if you're not introducing or, you know, inputting those, um, you know, different alien races and stuff, you know, into this. Um, in Roll One, didn't we see non-humans as well in speaking parts? Yes. Okay. With droids, we had, you know... Uh, yeah, tons. 
Yeah. I mean, okay. I thought so. that means a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this has to sync up with that somehow. So, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just hoping there's an explanation for this. That is it. That, that's somehow beyond budget because I get it. Right. But if you're saying, okay, this is really a multi, like a multi-special society that we're now yeah. just portraying an analog with humans. I think that's a choice to make stylistically 50 years ago. And to change that significantly would be uh, a problem for me. So my hope is that what, what we'll find out is that there's a reason that there mm -hmm. aren't any non-humans anywhere. And I, and I don't mean non-humanoids. I mean, there's no, no Twi'leks. I don't see even like Rodians. Like that's just putting a Greedo mask on someone. That's not like that can't be budgetary, right? That's got to be like right. well, free. Well, like we like we said, uh, Steel City. Maybe the the maybe the humans are the ones that are, have the have the emotional investment in this 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 rebellion. Maybe the alien. Let's well, let's actually let's say these are all aliens. Every single person that we are looking at is alien. None of these people are human. Not from our standards, right? Mm -hmm. So these are all aliens living on alien planets. But maybe the non-humanoid creatures haven't really been attacked or manipulated by the Empire yet. You know, they're all sort of doing their thing. And well, like we well, said, that the Empire is really going for the humanoid civilizations right now. Because they're the easiest to subjugate. Well, how will we sync this up with like what we see in Rebels then? You know, I mean, because it has to sync up. So is this like the beginning, the very beginning of? Like, oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah this is the very. This is the lead up. It hasn't I mean, even happened yet. Yeah, this okay. is the lead up because you know those are the systems that they, they eventually come to take over for resources. Um, and as we see, you know, with even the stuff in Luthen's place, the, the the tablets, right? These doorways are looking for for the world between worlds. So um, whether it's Jedi relics, which you know. One of my final points are that, man, this is like plain as day that Luthen's a Jedi that's shut itself off from the Force, hundred percent. You and don't because have I, that weapon. Yeah, that. Yeah, he, he doesn't have his. He has his staff. That's it's literally. If you look at this, a lightsaber. I've stopped this like so many yep, times. Yep. I thought it was supposed um, to be a lightsaber myself, so yeah, I agree. With it's you. a it's a lightsaber. So yeah. that's his. I believe that's his kyber crystal, which is huge. I thought they were smaller, but maybe that's just my depiction because I bought them from you know. Galaxy's Edge and some of the stores, but I believe that is his lightsaber crystal, um, his kyber crystal, and I do think he's a Jedi that shut himself off from the Force because she's kind of said it um, and she's hinted to it, so she might be somebody as well that's from the Jedi Temple. Mm. I don't see her not knowing anything the way she is with him and saying he's nervous. Think about it. Jedi never rattled. We didn't see that until we found out what was wrong with Kenobi, right? To think about it, if you have a power, right, you shut yourself off from the Force, these people have never done that. So now that they have to be in hiding, now they, as Hitch said, feel human emotion. Because the Force was a was the BON, all kind of not equalizer, but that supremacy piece they had over normal people. So the Force was their guidance. Now they are humans or, or subjugated to a society, uh, uh, an ability like we are, to now they feel pressure, right? When Obi-Wan turned himself off from the Force, look how he felt. The same mm -hmm. way, nervous, scared. Mm -hmm the same way Luthen. So it's really cool to understand, you know, how the Jedi are now and hiding and how when they are neutralized, what they are like, because it's, the show just has so much, so much intertwining that it really gets me. I mean, it makes me, I'm going to watch it again just to kind of <laughs> understand that. How, um, where do stormtroopers come in? I know we've yeah. seen like previews and everything. The, the, the next episode. 
the next episode has to be because yeah. so the transition from what we seen it was it bad batch or was it um the transition from the um the um what were they before stormtroopers clone troopers, clone troopers. Clone troopers. Clone troopers. So, the transition between you know from clone troopers to stormtroopers where does that timeline take place with this it's pretty much now, right? Because after episode three, the clones are starting to die. They turn some of them off, right, and hit the kill switch. And as we see leading into Solo, even, they're starting to recruit humans like the military would do. So this is the beginnings of that, like, forced or, you know, maybe voluntary service. So the Empire is, like we said, just forming. And as they form, they're going to start the recruiting process to get no more clones and more humans, Um and then at some point, we'll see the humans turning into Force-sensitive humans. So it's that beginning transition to where we see the um, introduction, I believe, of, of you know, I, the Empire's I, military. I kind of see why, um, you know, just talking about this, why you guys hold Luke Skywalker in such high regard and everything, to, um, to, to see, like, you know, everything from the ground up and see the enormity of, like, what the Empire is and how this one guy you know, ends up being like the one, you know, to take, to take the, you know, the empire down. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing. It's a, it's an enormous thing. And the thing is, it's just something must have been happening so, so bad in the galaxy, which obviously we see with the Death Star and, you know, other things that the empire does that this guy, <laughs> this guy had to be the one to come in, you know, um, just, just, just take, you know, um, take Palpatine and Vader out and everything, you know, that's crazy. That's just really, that's really macro, you know, of this whole thing. So it's, it's, I, I see, I see why you guys hold that guy in such high regard. Yeah, yeah definitely guys. But I mean, you know, again, another fun episode, you know, another good breakdown as far as this episode, it's, they said it was a slow burn, but I think we got a lot of pretty interesting topics and a lot of interesting ideas out there for this week. And, uh, you know, that leads us up to, you know, what is, would be the mid kind of, you know, mid season breakdown. So episode six will be a big one and we have six to go. Uh, super excited for this and happy as always to have you guys on here. So, um, you know, we'll keep it going here. We'll keep our breakdowns going. Uh, like I said, we're still working on dockets and some other things for our nerds, psych nerd comic, nerd psycho comic flick show tongue twister there so still working on things as, as dp said you know keep an eye on us make sure you're sharing make sure you got your notification bell on because when we do go live we want everybody to be uh, involved with us and check out the facebook group and look for us on tiktok so um and uh, any other questions you know you can email us as, as still city always says nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com if you guys want anything want us to mention anything if you guys have any breakdowns we'd be willing to read that on on air as well and try to go over your ideas and some of your questions as we had some people live uh give us some comments and some questions of their own so other than that guys i enjoy everybody tonight and until uh next week this is the way this is the way <laughs>